0: I just realized I was fucking muted. You were muted? (laughs) Oh God, I literally just noticed that I was muted past 20 minutes. Oh my geez, okay, I need to learn how to use this equipment better. How did you
1: notice you were even?
0: Because I was thinking, so uh, this, basically I only got your half.
1: (laughs) you you can go back and fill it in. I can go back and
0: fill it in, yeah. Oh my God, oh, it's it's absolutely hilarious. (laughs) You're listening to The Gay Pro where we empower gay business professionals from any industry to love who they are and love what they do. I'm your host, Omar Alexis Ochoa. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Omar Alexis, but you can call me Lex. So, I will be the first person to admit that I am not a professional when it comes to podcasting. So, Apologies in advance for some of the awkward audio you'll hear in this episode. I had some technical difficulties, but I really wanted to share the conversation I had with my good friend Derek. I brought him on to do something a little different with this episode, where he and I just had some wine, discussed COVID and how it's impacted entertainment, travel, gay bars, but also our main topic of how same-sex couples should handle splitting the finances. So as always, thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Derek, I'm really excited to have you today. Thank you. I feel like you're one of like my, my closest friends, mm-hmm. but also one of the rare gays that I know, or not rare gays, but rare buys that I know, who are able to like straddle business and queerness. Why don't you tell the world who Derek is?
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm a, a young entertainment professional, uh, currently working in television. Um, which is amazing and uh, I didn't realize it would be like a bit of a dream I just mm. kind of moved out to la to work in entertainment in some fashion and landed in television and it's, mm. it's been a blessing for the past uh, almost four years uh, in TV I'm lucky to be in entertainment because it is such an open environment um, and a diverse environment and becoming ever more so and so it's it's really great to be at a place where I'm early in my career, and there's already change, but seeing that there's so much potential uh, that I I can uh, cause even more change and change for the better for our communities. And I mean,
0: you being an entertainment professional here in LA also comes with a lot of perks. Yes,
1: um, yes, a lot of perks. So fun are you stuff. When going to
0: get back to doing fully catered acrobatic show slash premieres?
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: wanted to invite for the very first
1: one. Yeah, So for those for those listening, the entertainment industry it can be very lavish at sometimes, uh, uh, and so we like to throw parties for ourselves to celebrate our own accomplishments. But they're they're amazing fun. Um, you know, creating a TV show or a movie takes hundreds of people in um, months and months, and so to bring everyone together to to just celebrate the fact that something got done is really great. One of those ways is at a premiere party, um, which is yeah, fully catered, usually an open bar, lots of fun. Now that COVID is uh, Trending down, uh, hopefully trending down, yeah, hopefully true. it will be gone soon. It's not quite gone yet. Um, we'll be back. I As far as we go, I'm not sure we'll have a premiere this year, to be honest, which is unfortunate. But yeah. perhaps the, the next spring premieres, yeah. um, there'll be some fun stuff going well, on. Well, my calendar's open. Yes, <laughs> you'll be the first invite back. I think you were my last invite, actually. <laughs> yes, I am,
0: yeah. I was. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to get back to that. I feel like one thing about COVID that has, like, fucked up is, like, social calendars in the sense that, like, when I first moved to LA, I knew nobody here. You were, like, one of the first people I met in LA and made friends with. Yeah. And, you know, through work, I was getting invited to events. And, like, through you, I was able to do some stuff. And through other friends, like, we just sort of would do a lot of things together. And I was, like, on a roll pre-COVID. And now post-COVID, it's, like, all of that you know, social energy that I had or maybe social capital that I had or my friends had or whatever to do cool things. Mm -hmm. It's just now like starting at zero. Yeah. And I feel like not only getting back to that group, but also rebuilding those connections. Because a lot of people like, you know, have fallen off your contact list. Not for any bad reason. It's just because like they moved away, they lost their job Mm -hmm. or you moved away or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Life just got, got in the way throughout this whole pandemic and all the things that you guys would have done together now like never happened. So, rebuilding, I guess that those social connections, like start doing things to the same level you were before is like I guess very hard.
1: Oh yeah, it's incredibly hard and uh it can be stressful. Um, you know, managing just who you who you're seeing when. Um, so like for myself this week and mm-hmm. I have like five different groups of people that mm-hmm. I want to hang out with and it's just like, well, is there time for that? Right. Um, and so it's it's definitely hard to to get back into it, but I think it's, it's really important too. Like even through the stresses of like, oh, scheduling this and scheduling that, like it's really important for us to get back to those in-person, mm-hmm. you know, hangouts or, you know, drinks or dinners and lunches and all that kind of stuff and rekindle all those relationships that were once very strong and now are, you know, it's right. still there, but. Yeah.
0: And I feel like there's always those friends that like, you know they are your friends but like you really are like more party friends yeah or, like you know going out friends one area that i sort of gotten some heat from my friends okay in the past, um oof, sorry i have a little wine burp yeah
1: Oof. well we're, <laughs> we're keeping that in are we <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but um one one thing as it relates to social calendars like is there time for things yeah i sort of, you know, when faced with a lot of different people, say, that want to hang out, or a lot of different events happening in one day, and, like, I want to do them all, I feel like, you know, FOMO is definitely back. And one one area that I've gotten heat from my friends in the past is I like to mesh friend groups haphazardly to my own, you know, detriment. Yeah. And, and it works out, you know, we all have a good time, but then things happen where it's like, oh, like, well, now suddenly they're hanging out without me yeah. <laughs> Or um maybe they didn't like this person quite so much i've gotten some flack for that one specific situation was um one of my friends jesse he calls me social glue yes yeah uh you know jesse yes
1: i've heard him say it
0: Uh, he calls me social glue it's kind of true though just a little bit i'm just like what what the fuck do you mean i'm social glue and he's all like you like to introduce people to each other and like mix friend groups that's good It's like you're one of those like social glue friends where like you're the person that brought them together and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's not so bad. But I do feel like there's some negative connotations to that term, like social glue. Okay. Oh, if you're social glue, it's because you you want to be at the center of the friendship, holding everything together, which I don't think is the case. Uh-huh. At least for me, I just like to bring people together.
1: I can, I can see both ends um, of that. I think, and it's interesting for me, I've so often kept my friend groups very separate deliberately. And you know, I don't really know why. And I've recently tried to start bringing people together and like, this is, this is just stupid. But I think there's a sensitive line to toe where people do want like your attention and your attention alone sometimes. Yeah. And that can be hard to know when, especially if it's, even even with the closest of friends, it can be hard to know when someone really just wants to, to hang with you or just wants to be social. Right. and i think i think that's something that we sh- should probably be better at asking about like yeah. hey do you want to just talk about life and stuff and just yeah. relax or are you looking to have a social time and like and, yeah it. and like you know get some get some energy in yourself
0: when it comes to like getting that one on one attention especially us as participating members of the queer community <laughs> where you'll make friends with guys that you've hooked up with. I feel like oftentimes things can get murky, at least at the beginning. Yes. When you're first transitioning them from like, hey, we hooked up once, and now I just want to hang out casually and introduce you to my other gay friends who I also hooked up with. Yeah. I feel like that's sort where of things thing <laughs> kind of dicey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's something, I think, uh, especially unique to the queer community mm-hmm. where, uh, and especially like if it's a, an insular gay community um, that, everyone is potentially an option for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And you never know who's gonna click um, or not until they're introduced. So there's always that chance that mm-hmm. you know this best friend can become this best friend's life partner all of a sudden, yeah. randomly. And then they're like, okay, you can be not even the best man at our wedding, even though you introduced us. So yeah, I think it's, it's a specifically gay thing, but I think that's also what is really great about the community, that there's already such openness with everyone that identifies as queer. Um, there's already a, a kindred spirit running through mm-hmm. us all and so we can easily connect unless we really don't like each other which <laughs> definitely happens and there's definitely some drama sometimes but yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a strength.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, on drama I feel like that's one thing I don't really like to entertain oh, Of course, among my friends because like me again being social glue <laughs> um, in liking like when I want to throw a thing like I just want to invite all my, all my friends over and just have them all have a good time Now, if anyone's like, well, I don't like that person, or if this person's going to be there, I'm not going. Or if this person doesn't come, then I'm not coming. It's like, oh, God, I hate hate entertaining any of that type of stuff. And I'm kind of glad that, at least among my friends, I don't have to do that.
1: Yeah, I think that that might be one of the reasons why in the past I haven't introduced Mm -hmm. friends to friends, just the the fear of potential drama. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's... It mostly stems from the fear of potential drama because like I've either dated or hooked up mm-hmm. with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want them feeling any sort of way against each other or them teaming up on me too. <laughs> like yeah. being like, you know, mm-hmm. it's tricky, but yeah, I think it's, it's important to stay strong and say that like, yeah, drama is not okay in the spaces that I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll happen and you know, we can try to figure it out, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna entertain it. We're gonna work through it. Yeah.
0: Shifting gears as it relates to COVID, one thing I've been thinking about is how do you think COVID has in some ways disproportionately impacted the queer community? Because I feel like here in LA, we're fortunate that, you know, if these queer businesses close, a lot more are going to crop up eventually. Mm -hmm. But in that same vein, if those queer businesses close, say, in the middle of Nashville or something, like, you know, it's not quite so readily going to be replaced by another queer business.
1: I think, especially for us in Los Angeles and uh, in WeHo, uh, it's easy to forget that a lot of places are not like this, Mm -hmm. where there's just an incredible concentration of of queer folk, Um, and it's important to remember that uh, while all those clubs are um, on on the strip in WeHo or uh, even some other uh, gay and queer establishments across LA are pretty packed, generally, Mm Um, that it's because those are the safest spaces for us. And um, when those spaces disappear, it greatly, greatly impacts the community. Um, I know um, with my different friend groups, uh, they... Often have like a favorite bar or Mm -hmm. or club or whatever, and it's like where they go and you know kiki together and Mm -hmm. and just enjoy. Well, (laughs) my queer friends. I mean, sometimes actually. Oh wait, no, your queer friends. My queer friends, yeah, queer friends, queer friends. Straight people don't kiki; they conspire. They conspire. (laughs) That's great. You should put that on as a t shirt. Um, Yeah, I think you know each. Each group, little group of friends has like their their haunt that they they visit, and it's because it's special to them. And so, one disappears while they're especially in LA. While there mm-hmm. might be another club, it it changes, you know, their their prospects in some ways. Mm-hmm. It changes their their group dynamics or, or whatever. And so, if you th- think about the the great um, the great number of clubs we have in LA. And you think of somewhere, yeah, maybe in the Midwest or just in a rural part of mm-hmm. California even, uh, where there might be just one gay bar. And if that bar were to go under, there's not a safe space for the, the local community. Um, and they may have to travel um, far distances to find another space. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really sad to see uh, even just the, the three or four establishments over here in WeHo that have closed down. Um, Because those were, you know, sacred to some people um, when they probably didn't have any other space to go to. Yeah.
0: And I feel like the economic impacts we've seen in the queer community as a result of COVID is sort of made worse by the fact that it wasn't even across the board Mm -hmm. in that, you know, some states basically stayed open the entire time during COVID. So like in Florida, they mostly stayed open the entire time. So like, I would imagine their queer businesses are probably doing well versus here in LA, like we have like, you know, basically half our clubs wiped out because of COVID. So it makes me a little jealous here in LA, like our community has like been disproportionately affected. Yeah. Maybe not disproportionately because we were a much larger population, but- It's shrunk. Yeah, our circle has shrunk and theirs has stayed normal. And that's fine because we're both in relatively highly populated areas. But what about in places like don't have quite as many queer spaces and weren't fortunate enough to stay open during the entire time, or maybe just don't have a large enough population to kind of repopulate the queer businesses that were there? Um, I know it just kind of sucks. Like, I feel like here in LA, I'm like jealous. It's like, why, why did they get to keep all their clubs in Florida? And now here in LA, like half our clubs are gone. Yeah, it's. And we have more queer people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, during during quarantine, I've become a major fan of RuPaul's Drag Race and just drag in general. Mm -hmm. And I follow on Instagram some random folks in, some random queer folks in Florida and saw them going to, going to drag brunches and all that stuff. And I've just been so jealous because I've finally joined the, the hype train that is RuPaul's Drag Race and I've never, haven't been able to see a drag show yet. Finally, I can soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been very jealous of the fact yeah. that I've seen some, some crazy twists and swirls from drag queens in Florida yeah. and I just haven't been able to get my fix yet.
0: Gay men, queer men, or men in queer relationships, how do you split the bill? Like, Do you think... I guess from the perspective of two younger gay guys and Mm -hmm. me as someone who has dated a much older man, there are very oftentimes like very clear financial differences. So like, how would you say the best way to go about splitting financial concerns?
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult. I think to start, it's kind of important to remember that we've all grown up in this heteronormative role Mm -hmm. um, in society. Um, And so I think, oftentimes the, you know, and these words are archaic, but the masculine mm. <laughs> male oftentimes might feel <laughs> he wow. should. So the top pays, is that what you're saying? That's, that's exactly wow. what I'm saying. I'm oh. not saying that is, that, is, that is how it should be. Damn. Um, but I, well, I got to milk
0: you for what you're worth.
1: <laughs> I think that's more often than not, maybe not underlying expectation, but a common theme. But otherwise I've always had a, a tricky time mm. with with that. Um okay. I think So I've,
0: you as the top have experienced more often than not whoever you're going on a date with like expects you to pay? Yes. Or have you felt compelled so you just offered or like how does that work?
1: I mean a bit of both. Um there's there's definitely been a time or two where it was Pretty obvious they weren't going to Oh. Uh, and I was like, you know. Oh,
0: wait, how did that work? Like, they put the check down, they look at you? And... I mean, yeah,
1: a little right. bit of that. Yeah, a little, you know, cutesy <laughs> puppy dog eyes oh. or just whatever. Um, and, like, that's fine. Like, I mean, I, every, every if I'm going on a date, like, it's hopefully and usually with someone, like, I want to go on a date with. Mm-hmm. And someone that uh, I am, I feel comfortable Spending the night mm-hmm. or spend paying oh, for the spending night, spending the night, oh. paying for the <laughs> oh, night. See, okay, tricky, okay. tricky, it, okay. tricky English here. Okay. Um, paying for the night, whatever we do, whether it be a uh, just a movie or a dinner and a, a drink or two. Um, like I go in, I won't go on a date unless I'm willing to do that and feel like okay, I wouldn't so hate you, myself for paying for something that I okay. don't like. So, like, when you I go want on a date, to
0: already, you sort of already know, like if I have to pay, I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but I think for me, I always go on that first date with, with that expectation, like I'll pay for it, I don't care, mm-hmm. it's, it's whatever. For me where it gets even more tricky is like on date three or four, mm. where I'm like, hmm, I paid for the first one, maybe I haven't paid for the second one, um, or we split the second one, but then it's like, well are we splitting continuously? Am I or is
0: it continuing
1: to pay for these yeah. if I paid for the second date? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, why why am I paying? Yeah. Why aren't we splitting? Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's where like I get in my head on like, am I being used potentially? Mm. Like just for, you know, a good night out, whatever. Like maybe maybe they enjoy my company, but it's just like, yeah, know, whatever to them. Um so yeah, I I find it Pretty tricky to like mm-hmm. try to figure out where things are at um, in that way. But, yeah. And
0: so that's on like a date occasion. So yes. what about someone that you're dating, like someone that you're oh. with? What what has been, I guess, the best way that you guys have handled it, or how have you handled it in the past? And how do you think people should handle it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, so like in my in my current relationship, uh, there were there was a time where like I felt like I was just paying for almost everything, mm-hmm. um, and. I just had an open conversation. I was like, I feel like I'm paying for dinners and mm-hmm. this and that um, uh, like more than you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's that. Yeah. And then it just became a thing where we didn't necessarily talk about it, but it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you paid for that last thing. I'll take this one. Okay. Um, you, I paid for this. You do that. Um, and especially yeah. during quarantine when we we're doing groceries, we would like mm-hmm. switch grocery runs um, or swap grocery runs and pay for the other one um, okay
0: so i was like one or the other were there like clear i guess like financial differences between you guys like was one of you working the other one wasn't or how did that yeah there, there was definitely play? that
1: um so yeah i was working full-time job um mm-hmm. and he was not he was mm-hmm. not um and so like i knew there was already this disparity um mm-hmm. but and there's something i was conscious of and like was willing to pay more for but mm-hmm. i wasn't going to bankroll his life right. you know mm-hmm. um uh, if that's what he was looking for that's not mm-hmm. who i'm trying to be mm-hmm. right now um uh so that it wouldn't have worked um but I, yeah i think there was uh, a, a conversation was like hey like uh i need help pitching in I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that you just rely on for your your food and your drinks and uh the ubers places and this kind of things i think mm-hmm. uh for me to feel um uh safe in this relationship Mm -hmm. i need there to be um more effort towards equity Mm -hmm. in our our payment of the things that we do together
0: yeah so interesting use the word equity Mm -hmm. instead of equality and maybe i've examined this a little too closely just because i was in a relationship with a much older man where he made double or triple what i was making Mm -hmm. so some of those things came into play but where i've always landed was way that makes the most sense to split bills such as like rent food equitably That word essentially meaning if I'm making 50% of what you are making, then I'm paying 50% less on, you know, all the things that we share. Mm -hmm. Things that are individual, like those are, you know, obviously individual separate expenses. So that's the way that I sort of thought has always made sense. But I feel like a lot of people in general just sort of love to just delve into like equality in that, like, regardless of how much we make, we're both sharing the space equally, so we should Mm -hmm. split it equally. So if we've got a $3,000 rent here in LA, which yeah, $3,000, unfortunately, (laughs) you know, fifteen, fifteen. you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a lawyer and you're, you know, a retail worker making significantly less than, you know, what I'm making. I feel like I know a couple that sort of is in that situation. I mean, I won't give too many details about them, but um, one of them is a retail worker. The other one is like, I think like a software engineer or something, and from what, Maybe I should talk about this, (laughs) but no, from what the retail person uh, or the retail partner has told me, it's like, yeah, like we split the rent evenly. I'm like, oh, and like, I don't want to like sow any seeds of discontent. So like, I was just thinking to myself, I didn't didn't really share this with him, but I'm like, oh, like I would assume you're probably not making quite as much as your partner is. And he's expressed, you know, that he does have trouble keeping up with the rent and that is because they're splitting it evenly instead yeah. of equitably. And I, I feel like I would just hate to be that partner yeah. uh, in the position kind of enforcing that rule where sure, if we are splitting things equally, you no, know, maybe that does make me feel better about myself, but I would hate to be in a position where it's like, oh, hey, babe, we're planning to go out somewhere, take it to this much, let me know when you get yours. And have them be like, oh, I can't because you know I can't afford that right now. Like, I would hate to be the one that's like, okay, bye partner, like, yeah. oh well. I, don't know, I just hate to like have my partner feel like they have to forego doing activities with me because they can't afford to do
1: them. Yeah, I think it's it's something that I've also come across in just friendships mm-hmm. um, and traveling together or, mm. or going out and wanting to do things together. Um, I think if you want the more luxurious things, um, mm-hmm. whether it be, oh, I want the hotel upgrade. I want it to be a suite rather than just a room, mm-hmm. um, like say on a Vegas trip or something, or I want to... I want to rent a car instead of taking a bus or a train in this place that we're going to. I think it's, if that's what you want, I think it's upon you to then bring up whoever uh, you're with. So say you're traveling, traveling with a, a friend or, or a partner mm-hmm. and you want something that is kind of above the norm or like mm-hmm. the standard. Yeah, or um, what everyone else is expecting. Or, or like whatever Everyone's is... fine with
0: a train ride. Exactly. You, you were another person.
1: Yeah, so if, if you want that thing, then it's upon you to either just in the gap, for fill, everyone else. Yeah, to, to fill in the gap or to be alone for that time, you can't expect people to automatically even want what you want, mm-hmm. but also want or even have the capability to pay for what you want. If they want to travel with you, then they should be traveling with you, mm-hmm. not forcing you to do things that are yeah. beyond your means. Right. Um, you either need to meet people where they are or mm-hmm. bring them up with you.
0: Everyone has their own like threshold for what they're willing to spend money on. Yeah. Like I myself. I get more value out of like a good trip to Europe or something. Yeah. So I do feel like there's some give and take there. I feel like most of the cost, especially for international trips, is in the flight. Yeah. Especially coming here from the West Coast, which I maintain is a fucking dark zone for travel.
1: Unless you are absolutely in love with South America, because that's basically the only place that you're going to get to and be yeah. like on a relatively... Can- Canada,
0: okay... South America, yeah. Central America, that's yeah. it. It's yeah. an eight hour flight to what, China, or yeah. five hour flight to China? Much
1: more than five hours. Oh, fuck.
0: To, See, I don't It's know. five I mean, hours I to like Hawaii.
1: Looked. It's like 14 to China.
0: Jeez. And it's also um, like 14 to Europe. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. It's like it's a. The it's West a, Coast is kind of bad for It's a dark zone for travel. Traveling,
1: you know, yeah. horizontally across the globe. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on travel, like, yeah. It, yeah. For me, I'm, I'm definitely like more of like the local. I want to be like in the culture mm-hmm. and like not necessarily like. I, I'll spend decently on like a flight just so mm-hmm. I'm comfortable, especially if it's a long flight. Yep, yep. But like where I'm staying, like as long as I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. like I'll get a cheap Airbnb somewhere. Yep. Not a, I don't need a, like a fancy hotel. I i have done mm-hmm. that once or twice just because mm-hmm. I felt in the mood. But yeah, I'd rather like spend it on the experiences mm-hmm. that I'm going to have. Yeah, like that's what I did when I went to, to Paris two years ago Um, or last, I don't even, in 20, 2020. Uh, so last year. Yeah, almost two years ago. Year. Uh, I mean, yeah, a year six and a half. Year, year yeah, a year and a half. Um, yeah, I was just like, pay for a really cheap Airbnb, pretty cheap flights, because I had a bunch of miles, love miles, and then spent all of my cash on amazing food mm-hmm. um, and excursions.
0: I know, it looks so good. And, and so what you do is, every year for your <laughs> birthday, yes. you plan like a big, fun, crazy trip. Before that, it was Peru, right?
1: Uh, yeah, so I, I started when I was... It, it kind of started as a joke to like get out of work, uh, mm. or like an excuse to get out of work. Um, uh, for so, for my twenty-fifth birthday, I wanted to like just take a week and just like not be in a. Well, I wanted to not be in America, but then I decided like let's take it easy this year. <laughs> so I went to Hawaii, which is like yeah, you know, at least far away. Yeah, um, but uh, it started as like a, a bit of a joke. Uh, or a bit of like a just a tagline that I can give to coworkers and like why I'm leaving mm. for a week for my birthday. Like, I don't know, I, I kind of feel awkward celebrating my birthday. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to make it feel more cool. And so I was like, I want to start like a yearly retreat where I mm. can like be with myself and like experience something new mm-hmm. and like think about so you know, what you I've go- been and what I, mm. what I'm going to do for the next year.
0: So you go alone most of the time.
1: Uh, so I've only gone alone once, actually. Oh, okay. A friend who I'm t- kind of traveling the world has been with me for okay. uh, for two of them. And the COVID year um, is, a, is a crapshoot year. Mm. For the for the the you know the future, I'll probably go alone unless someone mm. wants to come with me um, and spend <laughs> some monies. Um, now, like
0: um, I. So I was supposed to take my very f- baby's first international trip yes. for the first time.
1: Do you even have your passport? Did you get your passport? I have a passport. Okay, yep. you I
0: have it. everything. Yes. I prepared everything for this trip to Amsterdam. I was supposed to take it March of 2020. Whew. What I a time. I, that, it, 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 the, I was supposed to be in Amsterdam like March like 10th to like 17th or something. And like the world closed on like the 12th to the 13th you know it was supposed to be my first international trip get my little stamp on my passport if they do that do they yeah. do that yeah. oh, they, they do, that. do do that okay. yes um so it was supposed to be like super cool covid has definitely made travel a rich people only uh yeah. affair and i what i mean is like okay yeah sure restrictions apply to everybody sure unless you're a powerful business executive who has an important business critical meeting who needs to go Unless you're a performer who has like, you know, some meetings, you know, across the world or, you know, a photo shoot or a movie. Or, Quote, unquote, know,
1: conducting business.
0: Conducting business. So like those things are like whatever essential. Mm-hmm. And even even so, like now that things have opened up a little bit more in countries will accept you, but you have to quarantine for three days. You have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Uh, and
1: pay for that hotel. And pay for
0: the hotel. Yeah. Uh, you know, three days for a hotel. Like... For a person who makes a normal amount of money, like that's half a trip. Like some people spend six days abroad and half of those days have to be spent quarantined in a hotel doing nothing. Like that's very ridiculous. COVID has really made travel a rich people only affair. Maybe even like a non-working people only affair uh, in that like, okay, sure. If you can afford an extra three days for your trip so that let's say a two week vacation or a one-week vacation becomes a week and a half or two weeks and a half for mm-hmm. quarantining purposes. There's also the time off work. If you work, that extra three days might not even be, you know, fair game. So I don't know. It's just, it fucking sucks. Yes. And I want to fucking go somewhere.
1: Well, we should try to figure something out. Yeah, we need to. I'm that. also itching to, to travel a bit. Uh, I'm going to Wisconsin and Chicago uh, at the end of the. This month, it's already mm. July, crazy. Yeah, what's in, what's in, um, what's in Wisconsin? Uh, a friend of mine is getting married. Okay. Um, so I'll attend her wedding. Um, is which she taking been, plus ones? Uh, I kind of am the plus one. Uh, oh. It's, it started as a really small, intimate gathering. Mm. So she invited like one of our friends. Yeah, I've never been then... to a wedding. Never. Never. I've, I've only been to one, so yeah. it's not like. I
0: mean, I'm only 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really friends with anybody I know in high school or yeah. work college Uh i knew i do know some people i knew in high school that um did get married but i wasn't invited to the wedding because we never really maintained contact Mm -hmm. but i think i think my first wedding fingers crossed is going to be this december so that's going to be my first wedding it's going to be a gay wedding how fitting
1: that's that's amazing actually yeah Um, weddings are weddings are fun um i'm looking forward to it yeah great great to like you know just gather and and really celebrate it's such a happy day and Mm -hmm. everyone you know depending on the, the wedding party, mm-hmm. we'll either get very drunk or yes. moderately I drunk. I want to get very, very drunk. Um, and yeah, it's a great time, just really celebratory. Um, and I feel like now uh, a lot of my like contemporaries and peers are like starting to get engaged or married, so mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going
0: to have like a... You're going to have to get married? Uh,
1: ah. Well, <laughs> not, not quite yet. Not, not quite ready for that one, but I feel like I'm going to have to prepare for a bunch of weddings mm-hmm. um, that I have to go to yeah. um, very soon. Well,
0: I'm really yeah. looking forward to when I can finally get my ass yes. out of America here. Hopefully
1: we can go on a trip. Um yeah, I want to go
0: somewhere. I would prefer not to travel alone, but I'm willing to travel alone. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I could hold my own. Like I won't get abducted.
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's 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 always that's something that's really interesting too. Like mm. people wanting to travel alone versus not wanting yeah. to travel alone like i'm totally comfortable traveling alone yeah plus
0: i feel like I've got some vaguely xenophobic thing like oh if i travel alone i'm gonna get abducted it's like okay you're not that interesting yeah
1: on. you're really yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you're really not that interesting like there's really no reason why anyone would, would want to talk to you or yeah do anything to you um like in a lot of countries like there's so much like discussion around oh pickpockets and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and like yeah, those 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 do exist, and you should definitely be aware I of just them. Be but smart. I but I feel like it's it's such a, a xenophobic yeah, like okay. notion that yeah. like we automatically assume, assume yeah. that like oh everyone is out to get you on the subway in this yeah. foreign country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whereas I mean, tre- if you've ever tre- been to the subway in New York City, it's yeah. a, it's a that's a shit show there. Exactly. You know, same thing.
0: So I don't know. I guess I would treat it the same as any raunchy gay club. Like <laughs> keep my belongings in my front pockets. Yes. Check them every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure they're still there. Yeah, if and you if have a zipper, zip it, you know. And if they're not there, then oh well. Just mm-hmm. don't get fucking
1: fucked up yeah. and find your way home. Like exactly. Uh, although, one time when I, when I was, in, was in Paris, I went to a bar mm. and ordered basically everything off the menu, mm. every different drink they had. Got wildly intoxicated. And, and during that time, my phone died. Oh. And I was like, well, I <laughs> think I know how to get home, so let's try it. Um, I, in fact, did not know how to get home. Oh. Um, ended up uh, a few kilometers from where I was supposed to go but recognized the building and I was like, oh, okay, now I know exactly what street I need to go on and luckily made it back home safe, but it could have been a very long night for me on the Paris streets, <laughs> um, but that's what makes adventures fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here is to uh, traveling yes. again very soon Very soon. and together, hopefully, and yeah, here's to having you on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a... Uh, It's been great, and uh, I hope to be back. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Now we can just um, turn them off. So I think you just hold it. Thank you so much for listening. Again, my name is Amar Alexis, but you can call me Lex. Please make sure to rate five stars and subscribe for new episodes. You can also get more queer content at thegaypro.com.